The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Good evening, uh, Europe, and good afternoon, U.S. Uh, this is another episode of State of Search, and uh, we're back with a episode full of bing tonight and of course roy heiskis hey roy hey boss hey. i had only had to say the the, the 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 98 media bing 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 <laughs> sorry <laughs> Stephen. i had to do it <laughs> well let's uh, let's welcome our guest right away uh stefan weitz is on the show he's the director of bing uh i was looking at his uh, linkedin profile earlier today and, and i was surprised <laughs> it, it, it only says microsoft there so he's been he's been there for ages uh, so it seems i have uh, well yeah, yeah welcome uh stefan welcome to the show it's great to have you yeah yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's always uh, good to have uh, uh, well people who, who mean something in the industry uh, uh, have the, the op- give the opportunity to uh, to talk, and we we got a lot of questions for you, uh, and we already uh, <laughs> put out a post today on status search, and there are a couple of people who already had some yeah. questions. So we're going to try and and get a lot of uh, information out of you because uh, there, there's a lot going on in the in the world of search at the moment, and I think uh, well, if I speak for myself, I, I do a lot of training stuff, and uh, in the training stuff, I I talk a lot about user intent. And uh, how that works. And uh, one example I, I take a lot is an example you gave actually at SES Berlin a couple of years ago, where you talked about uh, how you, if you search for UPS on Bing, you'll see um, um, the fact that you can immediately put in your number and track your package and stuff like that. That's one of the things I always uh, tell them. But the next thing I always have to tell them is that I'm sorry, it's not yet. Uh, here in Holland, that's only in the U.S. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's that's a bad thing. So that's the first thing I want to throw in there right away. When is Bing coming to Europe? Uh, great question. And again, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. These are always fun to do, and, and it's fun to listen to the show, and it's even more fun to be on it where I can I don't have to be all formal. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so uh, look here. Here's so I, I think we. You think you and I have talked about this? Uh, gosh last year or so in Berlin as well. And it was it, yeah. it's this thing of um, what we're doing in Europe and across all the other markets is not just taking the U.S. features and dumping them into the market. So that, that's one approach that would, would have been faster, frankly, for, for us, is simply to take all the work we had done in the U.S. and then injected it right into the other markets with localization put on top and, of course, indexes being or indices being a bit different and whatnot. That was one option we, that we looked at. The other option was to take a more measured approach which, which was actually to get into the markets, actually build teams up in the markets, analyze what's happening in the markets, see what users in those markets actually wanted, what they're really doing with search, and then building uh, features both in the markets directly and the, as well as taking features from the U.S. dev team and putting them in, into the product. So we, we chose the latter option, and I, I think... In the longer term, that's actually going to be better for Bing and better for the users in markets because you're going to get, frankly, a product which is more tuned to how the Dutch use search or how the English use search or how the French use search. Unfortunately, what it does you know, for you guys now is that you don't have necessarily all the different a- answers and all the different richness that we have in the U.S. Uh, over there. Now, that being said, 
there are some things that, that are in those markets that don't exist in the U.S. I mean, for example, in Germany, if you punch in, uh, I think it's the first couple of letters of the license plates in Germany, um, they will actually fire off an answer, kind of like that UPS answer, that tells you the region or the state uh, and where that, where that car is from. And so th- there are things like that. Again, looking at how the markets actually differ and what people are doing in those markets, uh, we're, we're, doing, um, we're taking kind of a more, uh, I, I hate to say measure, but more of a kind of a approach that asks the question, what does it mean to be a German search engine? Or what's it mean to be a Dutch search engine? You know, and that's, that's, that's where we're at now. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's, it, it, the answer is it's rolling. It's rolling across the, the continent, just not as fast as you guys would like to see. <laughs> what, what, what you told me that back then is that you, you also do it step by step, so country by country. And I believe that mm-hmm. France will be up well one, uh, first or second, or at least because that, that's where you already have a big audience. Is, is that correct? Well, certainly we look at the, yeah, the audience, addressable audience size. In UK, obviously, we took the beta tag off in the UK last year. Um, and if you look at just kind of the, the, the market opportunities there, yeah, clearly you've got France, Germany. Those are some uh, some large markets as well. So, uh, But it, it just it depends. And there are, there are things that, that we can do um, in every market. And what we do is we, when we get to a certain level of features, when we think the experience is kind of ready you know, to come out of beta like we did in the UK, uh, that's when we'll actually take off that that tag and say, okay, you know, this is the, the big, big experience. But it is a different approach, I think, than, uh, than others have taken, certainly than we, we had considered initially, which was a more um, approach where we just said, let's just go and, <laughs> and do a really good job per market. Uh, it just takes longer. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's something which, uh, well, I, I usually say to people, well, I'm sorry, we still got live search, but with a Bing logo on it. That's a bit exaggerated, maybe, but uh, it's, it gives it gives the idea of how people it, it, think of it. Is it exaggerating? I mean, this is what people think it of is, it. As uh, using it. Sorry, Stephen. Okay, we lost Stephen, I guess. Okay, <laughs> I, did, did we say something wrong? <laughs> We're gonna go <laughs> hit, hit the mutant button, kill us! Oh yeah. my god, that was quite kind of. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try to get him uh, get him back on uh, uh, as soon as possible, um, uh, because because uh, well we asked him a question actually, and uh, we're, he's gonna be uh, back in in a minute, I think. Uh, and meanwhile, Roy, um, well it's 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 correct, right? In in Holland, it's actually live search with with a Bing logo on it. Yeah, the, the the feel and difference. There is no difference in, in in how how it feels when you handle it. And and I agree. It sh- certainly, it should be something different. But it's hard to explain to people to to try to figure out how to use it if it's not there. So it's it's. I think it's hard. To, it's hard for me to keep keep up because I want to have more search engines and I want to have more uh, well competition for Google, but. Um, uh, this way, it's it's really hard for me to tell them. Yeah, well, there is competition, since it doesn't look like it. So, I think it would be better if there was a little bit more competition over here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially with well, it's got ninety five percent or ninety six percent here in Holland, I think. Google, so that, that that's way too much. It's it's better for. I think it's even better for for Google if there would be a competitor. Okay, well, um, uh, we're going to try get uh, Stefan back on uh, on the show, uh, but why not we go to our sponsors first, and uh, we'll have some more time after the break to uh, continue this talk uh, with Stefan White. So we'll be right back after the break. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. 
Public relations professionals understand the importance of branding. Invest in your next ad campaign with one of the premier branding innovators broadcasting on air and on demand to the internet business world. WebmasterRadio.fm. Let our team customize your branding to target public relations professionals that access our public relations channel every day. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. The Cyber Law and Business Report, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. So we're back after the break and uh, talking to uh, Stefan Weitz, who, uh, who's been traveling so much that he doesn't even know where he's at right, right now. <laughs> That's what he told us before the show. Well, he's in, he's in, you're in Seattle now, right? Yes, yes. I am looking out the window at a nice gray day here in Seattle. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I've, I hear I hear it's a great town, and you, you're getting a new neighbor. I understand also, uh, Mr. Mel uh, Carson is, is moving there. Oh yes, Mel is. That's right. Mel is coming here, and I believe it's March. I think he's going to show up. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's going to be great in uh, Seattle. Uh, you I, have I know to that. get you have to get some earplugs then, isn't it? Since I heard he well, was, I mean, was going to you know, be your daddy, it wasn't he? Makes he? It in. We, we yeah. are going to we are going to. I'm calling TSA. We're going to see if it actually happens. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to make it so when he comes to customs, he at least just gets stopped for a few minutes just for a laugh. Uh, but I, so far, the, the TSA is not cooperating. So, <laughs> oh, if you if you want, I'm 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 meeting up with him next week at SCS London. I can keep him there if you want. Just say the word. And I'll, oh. <laughs> I'll keep him there. <laughs> just get him off anyway. Twitter, man. He's just always on Twitter. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, anyway, we were talking just before the break. We were, we were saying that um, uh, what people in Holland say sometimes is that being uh, in Holland that actually is is live search with a logo on it, uh, with a Bing logo on it. Um, does that concern you that people might be talking that way about Bing? Mm, well, absolutely, for a couple of big reasons. I mean, look, we we know Bing in Holland isn't isn't um, as feature rich as the U.S., but a lot of a lot of what uh, we have done with the product is behind the scenes. You know, so there's a lot of work on the indexer, on the classifiers, on the language breakers, all the things that actually are required even to get to you know a, a good product. Period. Right? Because uh, beyond just all the cool features that we're building that extend search beyond keyword search, we know that there's still a ton of people who are using search for navigational type queries. Right? And we have to do a great job just nailing the basics there. So it's certainly, I, mean, I, I can tell you. Conclusively, the amount of work the guys and gals over in the UK, uh, we're in London, in Munich, and in France, are all working uh, on different pieces of the European search puzzle. Uh, the guys in Germany, for example, are really working on the relevance piece, the language piece. Um, some of the best people we have in search are actually over there at the Munich office. So, uh, don't don't. Uh, it's not for a lack of of will or or effort, um, but we we do want to make sure that. Uh, the teams that we've staffed up over there, when they, we want to make sure that, that we only ship the Bing product in its full glory when, when everyone thinks, yep, this is exactly what we want the brand to be. Mm. Okay, but now, isn't, it, isn't it a better idea just to put off the whole Bing in Netherlands right now? Because every, everyone who's trying to use the current Bing, mm-hmm. well, it's not going to be happy with it. And, it and, and I agree with shipping a whole product, but the problem is you, you get a really half-assed product right now and, and really... Mm-hmm. Bad experience, which the problem is, it takes seven good experiences to, I mean, something like that, oh, to, one. to change that bad experience. And I think that that's really hurting the business right now, isn't it? Uh, that, that's, that's that's an interesting point. I, ha- I have to go look at the at the Dutch numbers. I mean, I, I know I was looking, I was talking to the guys over in Germany uh, last night just to kind of see where we were at, and we, we look at we look at, for example, um, we look at just our the relevance gains we made in in Germany. Uh, so we we track you know NDCG, which is non-discounted cumulative gain, which is how we decide what you know what what's relevance basically. How do you measure relevance? NDCG is one of those ways to measure it. And uh, uh, we were looking at just kind of the trend line uh, in, in, inside and internally against our competitors and against even ourselves. And I can tell you, in the last seven months here, I mean, look here, seven eight months, yeah, seven eight months, um, the the relevance of uh, 
Germany, uh, which I know is not the Netherlands, but, <laughs> but so the relevance of Germany uh, has in- increased dramatically. I mean, we're, I can't give numbers, obviously, but it's, it's the point now where I say, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel really good about the product there. It's still a long way to go in some areas, but generally I love the product there. The same, you're going to see the same kind of curve in, in the other markets, and I think that's, that's kind of the main thing we have to get right, especially in, in Netherlands and whatnot that aren't blowing out this uh, right away is that core search experience. And, and the good news is, like I say, is that it, I know when we apply the teams to the problems, looking at the charts and looking at right in front of me here, uh, the results are staggering. So we I, we will get there. I know it's not the, the answer you guys want right now, but it's... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I think just looking at I mean, I, I agree and I understand it's, it's really hard. And I mean, it's, a lot of people think it's, well, it's not the same running a, a Queries in different languages. I mean, a different language yeah. means a whole yeah. different set of algorithms in most of the most of the cases. Yep. So I understand why it's taking it's taking a long time to get up with decent results. But I think it Your would be great if somebody yeah. at least there was a voice for the Netherlands and and, and maybe a better voice for the for the Germany. I don't know. I'm I'm not into the German being that much. I have oh, to say, the German guys are great, man. Frank and Tony, those guys, those guys are amazing. <laughs> are, they, are they blogging? Are they blogging about it, or how, how is it? How they how do you keep informed with the whole uh, with the agencies? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't see that, that much, and especially over here in the Netherlands, it's not happening mm-hmm. at all. I mean, there's yep. no nobody interested in in being in the Netherlands because nobody from being is here. <laughs> you're gonna get some. You're gonna get somebody fired here, or if you go on like this. No, no, no. But <laughs> no, it's, it's no, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is this, this, this show is all about you know. It's, it's, it's a good thing it's not radio because I'm afraid you guys might punch me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's all for love of Bing. We do it for no, you. Man, I, I, I think look, need I, it. I'll celebrate when we do well, and, and we'll definitely. One thing at Microsoft that we're very good at is being uh, really critical of ourselves. In fact, sometimes we're almost too critical of ourselves. So <laughs> it's good to hear the feedback. And I, I, for example, in Germany, I know uh, we have a guy named Frank Fuchs and, and Bosnian, obviously, and and uh, and Tony Pelg are the guys there. And Frank and Tony have done an, it's an amazing job with the German market, with the with with key SEOs, with key agencies, uh, helping them understand what we're doing, and, and also letting them know what's coming out coming out when. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think we have somebody like that in the Netherlands, but I, I probably shouldn't say that until I know for sure. Well, um, I think SES, SES, Amsterdam, I think it's going to be in October. So yep. um, uh, let me see if we can get you or somebody over there just to talk about Bing and the whole experience and why it's taking so long. I mean, I think it's good for the community <laughs> to know that there's, there's this stuff going on. I mean, people don't know yeah. what's going on right now. Yeah, that's the different. That's the difficult part for people to, to keep telling. I mean, yeah, I know you guys yeah. are working on it. I mean, I'm asking the harsh questions right now, but sure, yeah. I understand that you're working really hard to get there. But how do I explain it to my customers and people who are asking for? Yeah. I mean, what's the competition for Google? Everybody's saying Facebook. Well, Facebook's Bing right now. Well, <laughs> maybe tell a little bit about the Facebook Bing kind of thing. Maybe explain sure. a little bit about that. Just going sure, in your sure. completely other direction right now, but that's hey, you know, I, I'm used to it, man. This is just, this is like talking to my wife. It's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they they lull, you lull me into a sense of security, then boom, you switch it up on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so first so first of all, first of all, let's let's figure out a way to to get to SES uh, Amsterdam. We can do that, I'm sure, and we can have someone there. And and I'm going to circle back with the guys too, and, and figure out kind of where where it's all at, uh, so we can have a conversation there. So we're happy to have someone there, no problem. Plus, I love I love. Uh, of Amsterdam anyway, so it's great. Um, as, as far as Facebook is concerned, uh, I, it's probably one of the most exciting things I think that I've ever seen uh, because of the potential of, of what it does to search. You know, when we first started talking about this, it was one of those questions of, you know, it doesn't make, what is social search? It's a question I always kept getting. Like, what is social search? How is it different than real-time search? Is there a difference? This is about a year ago we were having these conversations externally and internally. And when you step back and think about it, Social search, what, what we're trying to do with it is really do what you do every day as a human, but augment it with the power of, of machine intelligence. And what that means is it, every day, like I went and saw a movie this weekend called Blue Valentine, and, and the only reason I saw it, because it was a small movie, it didn't get a lot of press, the only reason I saw it is because a bunch of my friends 
bunch of my friends that I have trust in a movie said, hey, man, you've got to see this film. It's an incredible film. Performances are amazing. You're going to love it. And so I, I, this, this, that's an example of where I use my network to make a decision. But even things like going outside. Right now, literally, I'm looking out the window, and it's gray, but I can't tell if it's cold or not. But I just saw Melissa walk on my office who went outside. I can yell at Melissa and say, hey, is it cold? Should I wear a coat? She can say yes or no. You, you, as a human, you're constantly having these types of conversations with people, and you're using your network to make decisions. Well, now... For the first time, really, in human history, you have this, you have the network that you may use to make decisions defined in a way that machines can read it. In other words, you have your social graph, in many cases, published out there on the web. So now systems know that I have you know, X number of friends, uh, and, and, they may, and, and now systems can actually uh, begin to correlate data among all those friends to help you actually make the decisions. So it's... It, to me, this, this, the phenomenon of social search, I think, is one of the most fundamental, uh, fundamentally disruptive technologies we've ever seen because we are literally augmenting the power, we're augmenting the habits that you have as a human with the power of your network in a way that's never been possible for at scale. Uh, and so the Facebook deal is, is if you look at what we've done uh, here, again, in, in the U.S., um, you know, what we've done so far is literally uh, using Facebook uh, and some personalization and Facebook technology. We're able now to, if you type in, say, uh, I don't know, a good query today, it would be, yeah, I'm not sure, some, some query, you know, let's say Windows Phone 7, because, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm shelling Microsoft products right now. Uh, so, so let's say you do Windows Phone 7. Uh, you know, that's nice work today, nice, didn't I? Uh, literally there, you know, if, if any of my friends across the network, in fact, there's one right there, my friend John Dwyer, who's actually over in um, uh, Ireland, uh, liked, a, liked an article on Engadget, using the Facebook Like button, about Nokia's new Windows Phone 7 concepts. And so when I query for Windows Phone 7 now, uh, that link, that, that link, that, that, that Engadget link, probably would not have been anywhere on the organic SERP page. Because, it, you know, it, it's a news article. It, there's probably, you know, a lot more articles out there about Windows Phone 7 than that, that particular Engadget article. But because my friend John, who actually is a mobile junkie, the fact that my friend John liked it on Engadget now gets factored in to Bing's ranker, and now I'm actually able to see the fact that John liked that article right there on my first page of search results. And that's just one, I mean, that's, we're talking tip of the iceberg there of what, what's possible when you begin to understand both the, the network that you have as well as the contributions that you and your network make across the web. So it's, uh, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I think it is quite. I mean, we've discussed about the whole real time and social thing a lot, Boss and I and our guests. And I think, I mean, this is. I, I agree. And and this is also this is also a part of your presentation you gave at SES Berlin, I think, which well actually blew me away because of oh, not only by the great management poor numbers in there, but I mean it was really a cool presentation and it had good valuable information and it, it showed what you were looking at and how you were looking at search, which gave me the interest about, well, they're not giving up on search, they're already working really hard on it. So I agree on the, on the social part, that it's really exciting, and I think it's, it's, it's cool that you guys have the opportunity to use that data, and Google doesn't, because that will give you an advantage, which you probably, uh, I mean, not to go into the not to go too, about, too big into the discussion about Google and Bing, but that will give you an, an advantage that Google doesn't have right now. And, and I think that's a, that's a good case because, well, everybody's in search for competition. And that's right. I don't know if I check out the latest Comscore numbers, but you're doing well in the UK, uh, US, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we just, uh, Comscore came out what, last, I think it was last Thursday, I think, and now we're at a 13.1% share of, of Bing, and then if you add Yahoo, it, you know, it bumps it into the, to the high 20s, uh, low 30s range of, of Bing-powered search, so, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 we're growing, and we've been growing every month since we launched, and we're the only engine ever to grow against Google, um, it's, it's a tough battle, though. I mean, the, like, the, the Google guys are, I have a lot of friends who work there. In fact, one of my good friends just went, just went to work there. Uh, and, uh, there's, you know, they're, they're as, they're as brilliant as we are. Uh, we're a little more brilliant than they are. Uh, just to be clear. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but say, they, I can imagine. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but, you there, know, but there's brilliance in both companies. Uh, I mean, let's talk about <laughs> stuff like that. It, no, it is. There is, there is. Uh, but it, there, so, they, so my, my point is they're not, they're, not, they're not looking at this going, oh, you know, what was us? What are we going to do? They, they've got some great plans here as well, I'm sure. But um, I think we're, we're a little further ahead right now, and I think we also are thinking about it a little bit differently. I mean, it, it, to us, it, it, can, it can be a fairly wholesale shift in, in how, uh, how ranking can happen, how ranking works. Uh, and it's, it, it's, 
And, and I guess beyond even ranking, the other point I make is is that, um, and this gets really geeky, but your listeners are all are all you know a lot of them are geeks at least, so I, I can go a little <laughs> geekier than I can on consumer radio. But I mean, when, when you one of the cool things uh, that we're seeing proliferate across the web as well is this notion of uh, objectizing the web. In other words, we know the movie this this thing called Inception, as an example, was a movie. Mm-hmm. Now traditionally, engines crawlers, rankers, would look at the, all the pages that mention Inception, and, and of course, really, if you think about the way search works, you know, generally, uh, the, the word Inception could have any number of meanings, and depending on, on, on anchor text and, and static rank and everything else of, about the pages, uh, we might bubble up we might we might bubble up the right page of the Inception movie into the top of the to the top of the search results, but that's all very much an algorithmically driven mathematical mathematical problem based on a bunch of different signals that we're using to to rank. So that's that's kind of what search was. Now, if you look at where we're going, and, and I'm sure a lot of other folks are looking at this too, but we're looking at understanding that 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 word Inception as more than simply uh, a word that appears on on static. Uh, HTM pages. It, it, literally, we know Inception is a movie. We know as movies have reviews, movies have trailers, movies have release dates. They have DVD purchase places. They have places you can watch them. They have places you can rent them. It, literally, we're we're doing nothing less than building out the vocabulary of what of what actions one could have with a movie. And why that's important is because if you think about where Bing is going, uh, it, where we're trying to go is we're trying to be this decision engine, which means. When you uh, want to do something, if, if you want to go, uh, you know, complete a task or make a decision on something, we want you to come to Bing and, and be confident that if you type in the word Inception, we're going to know that that's a movie. And we know it's actually out of theaters now. So we're going to fire off the appropriate actions on the page so you can rent it from Netflix or buy it from Amazon with one click. So literally beginning to think about the web as this collection of uh, of, of real-world objects, not just pages and page links. That's, I think, where a lot of the work we're doing is, is headed. And that, again, changes search from, from, what, from what it is today, I think, to a, one that is much more um, useful uh, you know, going forward. If, if you look at uh, what you're saying, that uh, strange question maybe, but have you, have you seen Jeopardy? This week, I have seen Jeopardy this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know, Roy, if you if you know what I'm talking about. No, I know what it's Jeopardy is, but isn't that like 30 years old or something like that? Yeah, but oh, the thing 30. is, oh, this, the this, week, yeah. <laughs> this week in, uh, in on Jeopardy in the in the US, they have uh, Watson, and Watson is a computer. Right. It's an IBM computer. It's it's kind of similar to uh, I don't know if you remember about 20 years ago that Gary Kasparov uh, played right. against uh, a computer Blue. chess. And he lost. Yep. And um, this Watson computer um, is actually well. Um, he's kind of what you're talking about. He might be your real competitor if 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 you if you look at it um, in, in in a different different way, because Watson is a computer which can understand questions even before they are asked. And is that isn't that what you're trying to to well to grab to get the question even before the question is asked? You're hitting, and I would encourage every listener to go watch this. It is, it is an absolutely stunning piece of computer science that will, if you're like me and a science fiction dork, uh, all you'll be thinking to yourself is Skynet is coming. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a bunch of actually videos. They, they, there were a couple of videos a few weeks ago, actually. I think it was on Lifehacker, one of the other sites that really went behind it. Maybe it's in Gadget. They went behind the scenes of, of, of Watson. It really should watch. The, the guys and gals at IBM deserve tremendous amounts of credit for the work they've done here. It is really beautiful. It's been so impressive. So what Watson does, for those of you who don't, uh, haven't seen it yet, um, it literally does. It has a, a number of different characteristics. The first one actually is... Um, <laughs> Cool. It literally has a, a speech, uh, basically, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, it understands speech. So as the host, Alex Rebecca reads the question, it's listening, it, it, it takes the speech and actually turns it into text, right? So I can't, I don't know why I'm blanking on the technology there, but basically that's, that's the first thing. So it understands the question, and then it actually is able to take that question, the natural language, and use its vast knowledge. It's actually not on the web, it's all self-contained here, but use its vast knowledge to attempt to answer the question. So, uh, and they're literally standard Jeopardy questions. They're puns. They're riddles. They're fill-in-the-blanks. They're uh, factual questions. I mean, these are remarkably, phenomenally complex questions. 
And you're seeing Watson actually understand the question, and then you can actually see it if you watch the show behind the scenes what's happening. You can see how it's weighting the different answers and how it, how it thinks about how to answer the question. Uh, and it's actually uh, right now tied with the two uh, highest-winning Jeopardy people ever, right? Uh, but yes, so to answer your question, Miles, there, there, there is... The, I don't think Watson per se is a competitor because what Watson is really doing is, is it's doing natural language processing, which is amazing, and it's it's actually looking at this this corpus of data that it has to answer these questions. What we're trying to do is is certainly a lot of that magic, understanding the question and, and finding the right answer. But there's even a step further, which is how do you complete the task that you're trying to get done? So the example I used, I was over in the UK last year talking to a startup over there, and they. Um, they're called, they're called Booking Buddy. So Booking Buddy start up in the UK, and Booking Buddy allows like a squash court somewhere in Devonshire to put their squash courts online. It's like like a reservation system. So they can say, I have nine squash courts. They're open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. They're half-hour slots, yada, yada, yada. So you can literally create a booking system for Booking Buddy online. Well, now imagine if you come in and you're sitting in Devonshire and you type into Bing, squash court, or I want to play squash, or where can I go play squash? You can even get that kind of crazy in your, your queries. What, what, what you'd want to see, logically, as you take this, kind of, this concept forward, is the engine not just return to you a bunch of, of links to squash courts in Devonshire, but actually understand that what you're actually asking is, how do I book time at a squash court? And then have enough intelligence to, uh, to, to pull in those, those applications or those functions into the search page that could enable you to complete that task very quickly. So it's more than just returning a, a, a link to the page. It's literally saying, you have an action. How do you complete it? And we do the same thing like that today with movies where you can actually say, you know, Rent Inception, and we do the same thing today. We say, okay, Rent Inception, pretty clear intent. How do I provide links or direct actions to that task right from the search? So that's kind of where it's, so it's kind of the kind of a similar concept, but we're taking it a little further than, than even the Watson guys are. Aren't you um, surpassing the SEO in that manner? Is our SEO is going to be well? Not, I don't think they're going to be useless, but oh no, um, I got there. Are they going to have to change the way they work? I think so. I mean, I, it's one thing that all my SEO friends uh, are, are good at is change. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, they they know how how stuff works. I, I think it is going to be. Um, there's always going to be a need to make sure that the pages themselves. I mean, look, crawling and, and indexing and ranking is going to is going to be around for a while, no question about it. So there's always going to be a need for that. But uh, I was talking to uh, actually Rand Fishkin yesterday, and we were just having a conversation about the stuff, and and he actually, you know, we're, we said, look, for example, if if uh, it's not just about necessarily ranking high in the search anymore, like you know, we use a ton of signals to figure out. Even once we display the results on a page, you know which one is the best result, and we're we're kind of making a guess in many cases, right? And and so part of the thing is, how do you how do you make sure somebody actually clicks through to your result? So if you do a search for you know window glass, and uh, and and let's say your your client site ranks you know position three, whatever, but the caption's not very good, or the title's terrible, or the rich snippet doesn't fire, all those types of things that that can kind of fail. If you don't get a click through. You know, over time, of course, that those things will be falling, falling down in the, in the results. So, it, it, what it what it means now is it's not just SEO's jobs, and a lot of I know a lot of SEOs don't think about it this way anyway. But a lot of the SEO's jobs move from how do I kind of score high on page one to how can I provide services to my clients uh, that take into account this kind of new reality of of task orientation and and uh, better information on pages and, and descriptions and markups on the pages of, of objects and those types of things. But we're still a ways off from all that stuff. So, uh, But it's you know smart SEOs, and we'll be looking at this going, hmm, where is the opportunity for me here? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more marketing than SEO in, in the end. Well, that, that's, what, that's exactly what Rand and I kind of talked about yesterday. It's, it's, you move from purely a optimization of, of a website to more of a how, do, how, do, how should I think about how customers are going to want to interact with this site? What can they do on this site? What's interesting on this site? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's an exciting time, frankly. I think it's um, – uh, I find the whole thing fascinating. But, yeah, everyone go watch the Watson video. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. I've I've been watching it today. It's like it's really amazing, and 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 it made me think that that's why I asked the question. Uh, that it's it's well, it's not a search engine per se, but it's it's a step towards what what you guys are looking for at least. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, um, as I said before in the beginning of the show, we already, we already posted uh, some questions, uh, well, a post online on State of Search this afternoon, and we had some questions there. And um, I want to throw in a couple of those, uh, just sure, to uh, yeah. uh, at least uh, have, have the answers uh, from you. Um, which is interesting, if you go a little bit down the road we were already talking about, one of the questions was about hyper-local and personalized route that Google's taking at the moment. Uh, if, you, if you do a search for a dentist yeah. in Amsterdam, you'll, you'll see a maps and all stuff like that. Is Bing going in the same direction? Uh, well, yes. I mean, well, I, I would say we're, I'm not sure we have the same level of... I'm not sure how focused they are on it, but, but, but there is this notion of... Um, it, it, I'll step back. We're, we're doing this when it makes sense given what the person is trying to do. That, that's kind of how we, we index and everything around how, how can we figure out the intent of the query? Like, what's the most logical dispensation for this query uh, or disposition for this query given uh, what we know about the user and where they're coming from and all, all those questions? So, to, to, to answer your question here, if it is a query that has a pretty high local intent, um, then you will you will see like especially in, in the U.S. and some other markets you know, you'll see the same map firing you'll see us attempt to help you refine the query um, we will if it's clear that it is a almost like a, a food query or a local business query we'll start to we'll kind of push you over to our local vertical which has the ability to filter down by criteria uh, and and so there is a lot of that but it, it's that the problem with all the problem with focusing too much on any one of these verticals is that uh, when when you do get the user to the right place, it is indistinguishable from magic. It, it truly is. Like when, you, when you nail personalization, it is one of those things like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted, and it is magical. When you mess it up, which you will inevitably do, because this is simply a math problem in many cases, uh, when you mess it up, you generally mess it up really badly, and you actually drive tremendous dissatisfaction on, on the user's part. And so what we have to do there is figure out ways to to kind of uh, elegantly back out of that. But, uh, so so when, when I think about hyperlocal and personalization, I mean, personalization clearly with, with the Facebook uh, and, and the social data we have with Twitter, uh, a lot's happening on that front. Hyperlocal, uh, we've invested a ton uh, on, on the local product, both in mapping and also on the, on the data itself. And you're going to see some pretty cool stuff here in the next couple of weeks as well from us. Uh, keep watching uh, on, on, on the local space. Okay, so, sounds good. Um, I, I was just looking through, uh, for example, a search on uh, on dentists in New York, and and it, you do indeed get. Um, I don't know why I always use dentists. By the way, I hate dentists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like you like using more fun, like, use you know, as, a, like, as an example, foam ball pit or something. Uh, you do you do see right. a map which is uh, actually not not that uh, big, and that's quite quite. quite I like that. It's not uh, uh, not too big, like on Google. Um, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a it, it's a nice way. Okay, uh, let's go for a, a final break, and then we'll have some more questions for you uh, uh, after this uh, break. After our sponsors, awesome. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Are you ready to get LinkedIn? We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leader. 
Leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. So, welcome back to the final part of the State of Search show. We're talking to Stefan Weitz of Bing today, who's giving us loads of information. And uh, as said uh, earlier in the show, I looked at his LinkedIn profile today, and you went to Gonzaga University. Where is that? I did. Gonzaga is a small school over in Spokane, Washington. It was, uh, it's an ama- we have uh, the number one debate school in the nation, so we were uh, the debate champions, and uh, uh, a bunch of uh, other uh, fun, John Stockton came out of there, so we, uh, from basketball fans in the U.S., but uh, it was, it's a small school. Uh, I went there because uh, I wanted to try a small place. Uh, it was that or Carnegie Mellon, of all things, and I ended up going to, to there instead of Carnegie Mellon, but uh, I was a computer geek since I was about eight years old, so I uh, had done my time with writing code since I was uh, a wee kid, and and now I uh, now unfortunately I've lost all my coding skills, and I'm lucky to be able. <laughs> have, to you, have you seen in the Social Network the movie? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did it bring up memories? <laughs> it did. I, I wish I, I wish I was about ten years younger because I know back when I was writing code, it was still we actually would get uh, uh, Byte Magazine back in the day, and it was a magazine uh-huh. you get monthly, and you'd actually. They would have programs in the magazine that you would actually literally hand copy into your to your compiler and uh, then compile them and make them run. Uh, that was so I'd spend you know half the time just copying code, and of course you'd always mess up the code copy somewhere, and so you'd have you know, you'd have an error somewhere. <laughs> that, and it, this, it was this is just but. a too easy step, Steph, and you're you're talking about copying code. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's why that's why you did it. You tricked a, you tricked yourself in it. We didn't do a darn thing. So, so now we're talking about copying code. Copying code. <laughs> yeah, since we're talking on the subject of <laughs> to copying that's code, awesome. that's why you learned it. So no. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! Uh, what a great segue, Bob. You you should you should host a talk show. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, anyway, uh, since we're on the, on the topic, um, sure. I already asked you, uh, can we talk about that? Um, yeah. Of course, we had Danny on the show last week talking about uh, the, the well, the story he broke about how Bing was supposedly uh, copying uh, search results from, from Google. Um, first of all, I think, um, did, did, did your search results or your, or your visits go up immensely in the last <laughs> week? Because that must have been some PR. Uh, well, not not the kind of PR that I like to get usually, but uh, but certainly it was. I I actually looked at I'll take a look at the numbers. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure there was some kind of bump there. Uh, but you know, it's not exactly the reason you want to have folks coming to visit, uh, especially on such crazy terms that that they were using. Uh, yeah, look, that that was an interesting interesting scenario. Uh, and I think people, especially your listeners, probably are the more technical folks, and, and they I think understand it. Better than uh, my mom, who of course called me in a panic, <laughs> asking you know if I was being a bad boy. Copy uh, and go again, like, Stefan. Oh, God. Yeah. What is that? Matt Cutts got his mom involved. You getting your mom involved? What's going on? We all get moms involved because you know moms keep us honest. And and moms I tell you, I, I got the phone, I got the phone call that night, and it was and she was not pleased. And I'm like, Ma, relax, it's not true. Um, so it, look, it, I mean, I think and I'm not sure how much we can go into. I'm happy to do it here because I think this audience will understand. I mean, look, we've said for years that we use clickstream data in our ranker. Absolutely. And clickstream data comes, in our case, from the toolbar and from IE if, if users opt in to the anonymous data collection of, of, uh, of search habits. Uh, very, very common. In fact, Google does the same thing. That's what kind of was so strange. Is they, and they, or they may or may not, but look, when you look at things like deep links on sites or you look at things like using site speed in their ranking, I mean, clearly they're collecting data from Chrome and then from toolbars and whatnot. So this is not... Yeah, and I'm not... Yeah, and, and, and I'm actually not saying, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I think it's perfectly okay, uh, because literally, 
the, you have the the web's built on this collective intelligence, right? So the web is 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 nothing if not something that everyone contributes to, and so the fact that somebody has a query uh, for Rocket and clicks on this third position link, whether it's on Yahoo or on Bing or on Google, that's a signal that we think we should be using to decide if that's the best result for that word or not. So the fact that the fact is, in, in what they all, all they did in this scenario two weeks ago was simply prove what I've been saying for three years, or what Satya has been saying for three years, was that yeah, we do use click streams in our in our ranking. Now what they did was kind of bizarre, and frankly, a waste of time. Is they they took a hundred nonsense words, they then manually ranked uh, a couple sites in their indexer or in, in the ranker for those words. So you typed in hyperbaroc, it would went it took to some, you know, some good site. And then they went home, a bunch of them went home and started clicking on and started issuing queries uh, on Google for that nonsense word and then clicking the heck out of those those top links to send us clickstream signals. So so far makes total sense. And that that and we we got those signals that came into our ranker and then when they went to See if, if we were using those signals, which, by the way, we said we'd use now for three years. Uh, <laughs> sure enough, uh, they proved that we were using those signals. So I'm glad they, they proved out our software engineering processes. But, but uh, a couple things that are troubling. And the first thing, out of the hundred queries that they threw at us and tried to honeypot us with, only seven actually fired. So that's a really low rate. Uh, and the reason is what I was saying all along, which was it's a signal. It isn't definitive. It's one of over a thousand signals we use for every single query we get. Uh, and frankly, I mean, without getting into all the details, we're talking it's, it's a very, very small signal. And in fact, it's obviously so small because only seven out of the hundred actually even fired at all. So it's, uh, it was a great headline they landed. Uh, great for you know getting uh, some some ink uh, for them and, and distracting away from their other challenges, uh, but uh, you know not not intellectually uh, uh, genuine <laughs> from a <laughs> semantic standpoint. <laughs> did, did you get caught by surprise? Um, and not by the fact that they were doing that, but uh, how it came out. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, big big surprise. Now, Danny, in, in his absolute defense, he, he gave me a call. On Monday morning, and said, "Hey, you know, it sounds like do you have any comment on this, on this, on this, on this allegation." And and you know, to be honest, I, I said, "Look, Danny, I, we're throwing a big event tomorrow. Uh, I have some of the biggest thinkers in search and in technology coming to San Francisco to spend a day away from the day day to day minutia of search and focus on the larger topics that we had." that we discussed earlier. So I was pretty excited. We had Esther Dyson, we had Peter Thiel, we had all these great people coming for the day to, to, actually, to actually espouse kind of their, their vision of where search is going. I'm like, look, we just have, don't have a lot of time for this because, frankly, it doesn't even sound, it just didn't sound logical. It just sounded kind of almost, you know, okay, interesting, but I don't really, you know, we, we don't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Stop talking. Uh, and so I, I probably should have been a little more aggressive to figure out what exactly it was that, that uh, they thought we were doing. Um, uh, but yeah, so it, the, the stunt, the stunt was, was I thought uncharacteristic, and um, uh, didn't care for it obviously since it ruined my event. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but there you go. There's a good PR for them. Yeah, and in the end, not not bad PR for you guys. I think uh, if you see how the reactions were. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what we saw, and you guys saw the same thing, right? Is initially, and we actually tracked it internally to see kind of what happened, because we were worried. I mean, obviously, we don't want to be known as the copiers. That's a terrible, terrible thing to have, especially given the fact that we have thousands of people who are working till midnight every night around the world who <laughs> work on our product. So they don't want to be called copiers either. And yeah. uh, uh, so, we, so we looked at, you know, kind of the sentiment, if you will, over, the, over that week. And, and certainly, out of the gate, you know, it was pretty negative for us. But as people got more informed and and they understood what was happening, and they actually saw, well, that seems kind of weird. That doesn't really seem like copying, and that doesn't make sense. We saw certainly a shift in, in the in the mood. And even Danny, the story he published on that Sunday was was more, I thought, you know, more accurate than than what initially came out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to throw in, uh, because we're getting uh, closer to the end of the show, throw in uh, a question which Nicola asked uh, in the comments on, uh, on State of Search um, about market share in the UK. Uh, she asks, uh, what are you going to do to drive more market share in the UK? And uh, what are your predictions uh, in Q1 of 2011? And uh, also, also the Search Alliance is still on plan for completion by the end of the quarter. 
so what are you going to do in the UK? I mean, I think uh, we're going to we, we we've introduced a bunch of new, of new features there. We're continuing to drive significant marketing is there as well, uh, which is which is good. I think what it comes down to though is is again we have to do what we've done um, in the U.S. a little to an extent as well, and, and just talk about demonstrate what search can be and then and then really leverage the stuff we're building in Bing to to highlight how Bing is is really good at that. You know, so it's not just keyword search. You can kind of go anywhere and do a keyword search anymore. It's pretty much, in many cases, about the same. There, there are pockets, I'm sure, where we get beat and, uh, by Google, and then I'm sure we beat Google in pockets as well. But, uh, but generally, keyword search is kind of commoditized. What we really want to differentiate is in these verticals that um, aren't as well served today and have high levels of dissatisfaction with users. And so part of the, part of the way we've grown in the U.K. is to keep building out those experiences that, are, that cater to the U.K. market and then to be the best in those experiences. As far as the, uh, as far as the transition, um, we are uh, still beginning. I'm, I'm, just, I'm actually, I actually pinged Cedric earlier to make sure I had the totally right dates here. But, uh, yeah, it, it looks like the paid search, the organic search transitions for for the UK uh, are beginning in the first quarter of, of 2011. I don't think we've actually said when we plan to finish them because it's going to depend a lot on uh, just how how good the experience is. Frankly, you know, it's, <laughs> this is all about making sure we deliver the best experience. So we're not going to stick to any dates if if they don't uh, deliver the best experience for the customer. Okay. So that's going to be uh, uh, hopefully pretty soon. Uh, we're going to also get um, John Myers and also Mel on the show uh, soon uh, oh, to good. talk about the uh, um, uh, well, the, the search alliance uh, because they are both uh, involved involved in that also in the UK. So we'll get some more information out of them too. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, great. Um, what I was. Uh, I'm just looking at the chat room where they're, where they're talking yeah, about they're yeah, talking yeah. about the J.C. Penny story this week, which of course was oh, yeah. uh, interesting. Did, did you follow that? Oh, very, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were working all weekend with the guys and gals over here in the ranker team to figure out what was happening as well. Um, yeah, boy. You know, I guess there's a couple of things I can say about that one. I mean, we we looked at it as well to see what was happening. Um, we 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 try to shy away, and Matt did a nice job too. Actually, uh, we try to shy away from doing a lot of the manual uh, uh, manual uh, deranking, or at least you know delisting. Uh, we try to do algorithmic, and I'm sure Google is the same thing. Uh, okay. Bottom line, I've got a minute left here, so, so really really quickly, <laughs> it, it, it is we we are focused heavily on improving the algorithms, trying to figure out you know how uh, low quality link farms or deprecating anchor text waiting if if the links are low quality. The, the point I'll make here though is that we have to be very careful. Uh, J C Penny for a few of those examples like bedding or for mattresses or for or for clothing. If you look at the human judging system, we all use human judges across the world to to kind of calc help us calc relevance. Uh, mm. Taking those those J C Penny links out actually in some cases cause the page to be less relevant to people. So it's one of those balancing acts we have to make around, uh, you know, obviously we don't want to encourage that bad uh, behavior from, from an agency, but we also have to make sure we, we don't uh, go too far and take away the customer's relevant experience. So, okay. very complex. Thank you very much. I'm sorry we're out of time. We're going to have to get you uh, back on the show real soon. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, well, I uh, hope to see you somewhere in the world uh, very soon. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Stefan. Sh- uh, the show notes and the show will be uh, re- uh, listened to uh, via iTunes uh, tomorrow. Uh, and thanks again, and see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.